And the leaders that I've seen who cast a good vision are the ones who bleed it, as you mentioned previously. That is, you don't need to give them much of an opening uh, before in some way they just start talking and gushing about where their church is heading. So in the last video, we spoke about the four principles for vision, uh, but in this video, we're going to push into how to package and use your vision. Because the point of your vision is not to be written on a strategic plan and put in a drawer somewhere. Uh, so as you're considering the vision for your church through the lenses of these four principles, you want to consider how you're going to package it. What are some tips for how to do this? All right, three very quick tips. Uh, first one, having a brief statement can make it hard for people to personally connect um, with what you're trying to do. So growing followers of Jesus, making disciples, nothing inherently wrong with them, biblical, clear, easy to remember, but it often does very little to connect people personally uh, with where you're trying to take them. Mm. Secondly, don't try to make your statements so comprehensive and correct that it robs it of any passion whatsoever. We, we mentioned this last time. You're not trying to outline everything that you do and you run in church, not trying to outline every doctrinal position you may have or not have. Don't do that. Thirdly, make sure you don't turn your vision statement into a strategy statement. Don't stray into strategy. That is, we're going to do this and we're going to run these things. Instead, push more deeply into how God's vision for the world will shape those things that you come up with, like that strategy decisions, uh, and how it is that people corporately and individually can move towards that. Mm. So they're the three things. Okay. Uh, so let's have some examples of this. What does this kind of vision statement actually look like? All right. These are only part of vision statements, but they might give you some ideas as to how you can craft your own. Here's the first one. Our big prayer is that God would give Jesus more than 30,000 people in this region for a start. Now, that's not a small prayer, it's a really big prayer. So there's 300,000 people living in this area, and from what we know, only about 2 to 3% of those are Christian. That's about six to 9,000 people out of the 300,000. So our vision is to see God give that many more people to Jesus and come to know Him. That's the first one. Now, again, not perfect. But you can see where it's going. You can see what the vision is. Here's the second one. Different angle, this one. At the moment, there's about 93% of Australians who don't know Jesus. This means, when we break it down, for each of us, there's about 8 to 10 meaningful connections we have with family and with friends and with colleagues where they aren't sure where they will be when they die. Our vision in the next three years is to introduce one of our friends to Jesus so they can know him and be assured of where they're going to spend eternity. Mm. Now, that's, a, that's quite a different angle. Um, but when you break down the mass, actually, the second one, uh, I think it's double or triples your church size. Right? But saying we're going to triple church size in three years, that's not inspirational. Mm. My heart is for the people who don't know Jesus. So you can see how the vision statements work in that context, how they're deeply personal, how you want them to connect. Yeah. And the leaders that I've seen who cast a good vision are the ones who bleed it, as you mentioned previously. That is, you don't need to give them much of an opening uh, before in some way they just start talking and gushing about where their church is heading. Mm, absolutely. That's it. So vision takes uh, its most formal 
form in a, in a clearly articulated vision statement. So you do need to get to that at some point. You do need to write down. But as you lead people, as you build this plan, as you lead a church, the mistake is to leave the vision over here in this formal statement. In reality, vision needs to be dripped continually multiple avenues at every meeting, when you're up the front preaching, when you're one-on-one -on -one conversations and everything in between. If you're thinking from a church planning perspective, um, there's a whole number of avenues that you need to keep building and dripping this vision. There's the vision nights when you're raising supporters, financial, prayer supporters, when you're inviting people to come on your team. There's the leader training, there's the team group settings, the one-on-ones, there's a prayer. At every point you are casting this vision that you've got and the leader's responsibility in that is to continually promote and push out the vision with varying degrees of formality. Mm. Um, but you're gonna use whatever avenue. So in a plan, there's a vision statement up the formal end, uh, and there's the vision night. When you get on the other end of it, there's times of prayer where again, you are praying around the vision in a very informal way. So there's all those things. All right, so at this point, here's my encouragement. If you're moving towards church plan, you think about church plan, now's the time to pause and start to think about how you articulate that vision. If you're in a church, new church plan, established church, Now's the time to pause and uh, revisit uh, your vision and see how it stacks up against the things we've said. This podcast is brought to you by Geneva Push, the Australian Church Planning Network, which is part of the Reach Australia Network. It's a planting arm. Here's our vision within the planting arm. To see 200 more churches launched by 2030, evangelised into existence in order to reach the millions of people across Australia who don't know Jesus so they can come to know him and have life. We want to see 10, 20, 100. <laughs> 10, <laughs> we, want 20, see, 100. we want to see 200 churches planted in the oh. next 10 years.